0: these questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome to Order Within. I'm your host, Brandon Ward. Today we're going to be talking about parenting ourselves. What I consider a tool for ascent. We're ascending to our highest version of ourselves. There's a lot of terms in the New Age movement that I think have been hijacked that do have value for us as humans, but they've fallen into this very lofty realm. And so ascension to me is not meant to be this idea of something that we're... It's it's very grounded. Ascending, to me, is a very grounded concept. I know a lot of when people talk about ascending, it's ascending into other dimensions, or I don't know. I, I guess personally, I don't... I, we're on Earth. We're here. I think we deepen and enrich our experience. I've found that to be true for myself and what other people have communicated through their experiences, so there is the ability to ascend our experience, to enhance our experience here and still live on earth in the current dimension or reality. So that's probably offensive to some people that may follow that way of thinking or believe in those things. But personally, I just, I think that we've got to ground ourselves in earth here. And so with that being said, parenting ourselves is a concept that I learned about from Dr. Margaret Paul and I read one of her books called Healing Your Aloneness and she actually has a newer version called Inner Bonding which is I think more organized and a more useful for people who are looking to kind of practice this on an everyday basis because ultimately it is a practice and parenting ourselves is something that we have to learn to do Because we weren't necessarily taught how to go about doing that. And this is true for most of us. The majority of people on our planet have not learned these skills. And from my perspective, it's why we're experiencing so many of the things that we are experiencing in our world. And because of that, we're struggling. We're dealing with a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of challenges as a species. and. I want to share the things that I've learned and what I've known to known to help other individuals as well. Inner bonding, becoming your own parent, parenting ourselves. It's built around these principles of we have two aspects of ourselves, an inner child and an adult. So our inner child is effectively the innocent, playful, loving, joyful, curious, open, really all of those things that we envision. We, as a kid, think about yourself as a kid. How were you as a five-year-old, as a six-year-old, as a seven-year-old, as a two-year-old? What you can remember about yourself? What are the things that you like to do? How did you view the world? How did you think about the world? What the innocence that you carry, the curiosity that you carried, the way that you love to just simply play and be Maybe it was coloring books, maybe it was word puzzles, maybe it was reading, maybe it was Legos, maybe it was G.I. Joes, maybe it was whatever it was, painting, singing, playing in nature. All of these things are from our inner child. That inner child is is what allows us to live and enables us to feel and experience this joy and this connectedness to our existence. And that inner child is Really the secret to who we are. That's the foundation of who we are. That childlike nature, that inner child is who we bring into this world and is our purest form of ourself. And then what happens over time in our world is that society, culture, families, influences, all of these things shape us and mold that child. And depending on the experience that we have as kids and how that child is treated, that inner child that grows up to be an adult, that child is still within us. That child, that five year old, six year old, seven year old self, is still within us. And ultimately, how we manage and treat that child is, and how we were treated as a child is how, is what will shape our experience as adults. And I found what drew me to her work, Dr. Paul's work initially was. I was in my early 30s, living in San Diego, California at the time, and I had what on the surface would appear to be a pretty decent life. I had an okay job, I lived in an apartment, I had a good roommate, we were buddies, we lived in a nice, fun area. San Diego is a cool place to live, I lived there for almost a decade, and there's a lot of fun, interesting things to do, and I just could not shake this feeling of aloneness, no matter... Who I was around, no matter what I was doing, I could not get away from that feeling of aloneness. And because of that, I was depressed. I was sad. I was lonely. I constantly felt I was in pain and I just, I was miserable. I hated everything. I felt so isolated from the world, I felt disconnected from everything. And I really often, thank goodness I did not do this, but I often considered what would it be like to not live on this planet anymore? What would it be like if I didn't exist? And so I considered that and contemplated leaving this planet by taking my life. I didn't feel the need or desire to live. It felt pain life on earth just felt like pain to me, no matter what I did. And because of that, I was desperate. And so the thing was, luckily for me, I was a huge reader. I loved reading. I was searching and had learned so much from books throughout my life. And so I don't even remember how I found this book, but I used to search on Amazon a lot for books. I actually use Goodreads now to organization of all my reading lists and things. But I found this book somehow. And in that Healing Your Aloneness, because it spoke to me, that was what it was. I uncovered this concept of an inner child. I had never heard of this concept before. I've never known of the concept of an inner child or parenting ourselves. The book that had really began this massive healing process before that was a book by by called the drama of the gifted child and it was i'm going to look up the author real quick but the it was the first book that alice miller there we go alice miller a brilliant psychotherapist in the early 20th century and again a big part point of this show is to highlight and point to some of the most brilliant minds that have lived throughout history. There are so many brilliant people that have done incredible work to advance our experience as humans that has not been highlighted and shared. You can come up with reasons on why that may be, but regardless, I feel that it's imperative that we share these incredible thinkers and how they may help us. So it was Alice Miller's work that initially helped me for myself that I had felt so isolated and separated from. And then that healing lasted a couple of years, at least initially, where I felt okay. But then I faded back into because I didn't have the tools to actually nurture and support myself. And that's where Dr. Paul's work came into play. And the impact that it was able to have for me as a person and as a human in terms of my healing process and a tool set to actually heal and move forward and find the way out of that isolation, that pain, that experience that felt constant for me no matter what, no matter if I was partying, no matter if I was doing fun things, that I could only distract myself for moments to where I may not feel that isolation to its fullness, but the moment it would come back to an everyday moment, I would wake up in the mornings or getting ready for work or any of those things It was always there, ever present. And until I found this book and these tools, I was like that. But once I uncovered that there is an inner child within me, and that little boy had not really been nurtured and cared for, and I love my parents. I hope my father is resting in peace, and my mother, I love her as well. They did the best they could. All of us as humans are often wounded though, and until we learn of these things, until we heal, it just creates a cycle of this same type of wounding. And we don't even realize we're doing it. We don't even know that we're wounded. We don't even know how to get out of the situation that we find ourselves in. And we often go about treating others the way that we go about treating ourselves. And that, for me, is really where the concept of this entire show comes from is because when we're disconnected from ourselves and we don't recognize within ourselves this sacred human the sacred self the inner child and the adult self it's the combination of those things that makes up our sacred self but until we recognize those pieces it's impossible to heal from and move out of these cycles of destruction and pain and so because of that i've realized these inner changes are what allows us to outer influence the world to make the impact of an outer world and through those tools through nurturing ourselves What you do is you literally treat yourself like a child. You go and you listen. As the adult in the relationship, you imagine your child as they were a five-year-old, six-year-old, whatever it may be. You want to allow that child to present itself as it is to you. For some people, it may be an eight-year-old self, a 10-year-old self, a four-year-old self, whatever it may be. Mine tends to fill around like that five to eight range often. And so... I began to communicate with him. I began to listen to him and allow him to speak freely. And you, some people record themselves. I wrote. Some people would switch their hands. So in the book, there's a lot of tools, tactics that you can use to uncover and experience and learn from your inner child. But ultimately, the goal is to give them a space to communicate. You have to recognize their existence and you have to begin to allow them to speak. and. What I found initially was I didn't trust me, the adult. My inner child was afraid of everyone. He was disconnected and isolated from everyone. He didn't feel honored or heard or recognized or seen. And so he was isolated. It wasn't the world. Now, I will say this. The world amplifies our isolation. Right. That's the I'm not naive in thinking that the world doesn't impact and influence our experience because it absolutely does. But ultimately, it's going to amplify what we're experiencing. And so the isolation that we're feeling will be amplified by the world that we live in right now because it's very materialistically driven. And there's no recognition of a sacred self or an inner self or an inner world. It's all about the social constructs and these ideas of our social selves which I'm going to go into in depth in some other episodes. But coming back to parenting ourselves, when we first initially make contact with our inner child, if we have not directly addressed that child in years, decades, they're going to be skeptical and hesitant to talk to us in any way because they feel wounded and broken and there's no trust established. So those early stage days and weeks and months are about establishing that trust with yourself listening to who you are understanding that hurt understanding our anger our anxiety our pain the depression there is stories underlying these feelings our feelings are communicating to us signals that things are off if we are consistently depressed sad anxious isolated something is happening within ourselves these are signals that we have to call to now I'm not saying that this will work for everyone because it won't. Some people genuinely have biological imbalances and they need medication or they need medical help to push them and give them the mental balance required externally through therapies and medications and things. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not pretending to be a doctor. I'm just sharing my experience and what I've known has helped other people. My wife is an example. Her and I talked about this concept. She had not known about this. And over the last few years, she's anchored these concepts into her life and has transformed the way that she feels about herself and the way that she lives simply by nurturing and parenting ourselves. Just a recognition that you can feel though, oftentimes by seeing that child and just being there for that child. And loving that child and doing our best to be honorable parents. And that's the difference. Is envision your ideal parent. What did you want as a child in your parents? What did you want? Did you want to be loved? Did you want to be accepted? Were there hobbies that you wish you could have done that you would have been supported in and nurtured? What did you not get to do? What was suppressed? What was not accepted in your true form? by the environment that you are a part of. These components are critical to uncover because that is the things that make you who you are in your true authentic state. And by offering the space for your child to speak of these things, to communicate to you what they need, what they want, why they're hurt, how angry they may be at us. When I started communicating with my inner child, he was angry at me, not even necessarily my parents. Because I was an adult at this point and I had not done anything up to this point and was wondering where I had been for so long. And that's the thing. Like, the key is to listen, to be honest with your child and allow them to speak freely and to just hear it, to, to empathize, to recognize, you know what? Like, that's valid to feel that way. It's valid that you feel that way. That's a valid experience or feeling to have considering that I've ignored you for 30 years or it's a valid experience that you're angry with me because I haven't taken this time to care for you. It's a valid feeling that you are distrusting because I have not listened to you for decades. And this may sound weird. I understand that. I felt very odd at first when I was doing this because it's talking to yourself, but One of the things that I've absolutely found is that self-talk, we do it anyway. We're doing it in our heads regardless whether we're verbalizing it or not. There's tons of thoughts and feelings flowing through our minds all the time that are influencing the way we feel about ourselves and they are either discrediting or supporting who we are as humans. And so there are absolutely tracks that are running in our mind regardless whether we're verbalizing them out loud or not. So I started to verbalize these things with myself and journaling a lot and allowing the space for my child to speak and learn, learning about what he wanted, who he was, why was he so upset, why was he so isolated. No wonder he felt isolated. I realized that it wasn't the world and the fact that I didn't, friends or anything, it wasn't externally driven nearly at all. Now, through this process, I realized that I didn't want to be in the job that I was doing. I didn't necessarily want to be hanging out with some of the people that I was. And I didn't even really want to be where I was at that time. But that was only uncovered once I realized who I was and started to communicate with this inner child who was sharing with me what really mattered, what was important, and what I had forgotten and lost sight of over the decades of my life. And that's where the feeling of isolation came from. I was isolated from myself. Not the world, but myself. So... That's a key thing to recognize. If you're feeling these things, if this sounds familiar, if you can recognize this experience and the darkness, the isolation, the present depression, the sadness, if those are common traits in your life right now and the concept of parenting yourself is not something that you've learned about before, I I really I want to ask you to explore these concepts, to begin those conversations, reach out to your inner child, start journaling, start recording messages, whatever it may be to allow that child to speak. Find that child within you. They are in there. They're waiting to be discovered and loved. And the thing that's most efficient about this is that Whatever happened as a child does not have to happen as an adult, because we now have the ability to parent ourselves in the way that we wish we could have been parented as a child. We're not just a child. So when you see that five-year-old or six-year-old or whatever it is, you can now go to them and say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I abandoned you. I'm sorry that I haven't listened. I'm sorry that I wasn't there. And I know... It's going to take time to build trust, but I promise you I'm going to do better. I'm going to make changes. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to make the effort to learn and do things intentionally to honor you. And that's where you start to take action around that. And it can be small. For me, I got, and Dr. Paul recommends these things, I got a small teddy bear that represented my inner child, and I kept that teddy bear on my bed, And I would talk to that in moments, as it was my child. Now again, I know this may sound crazy, but if you're desperate enough, if you're feeling these things, then talking to a teddy bear as your inner child isn't that crazy if it means you can heal and have a life of fulfillment and meaning. It's not that crazy. And so because of that, it's those little micro actions that we start to do. We start to check in with our child. How are you feeling about this? How do you feel about this activity? How are you feeling about the show that we're watching? How are you feeling about what we're reading? How are you feeling about the music we're listening to? How are you feeling about the people that we're hanging out about? With all of those things, all of that communication is what a loving adult would do to a child. A loving adult would check in with the child. They would honor and respect them, but they would also draw boundaries they would be disciplinary when needed. You you have to imagine that this is an actual child. And if you were responsible for a real child, a living child, what would you do? How would you honor that child? If a child was crying and sad on the side of the road, if you came upon your inner child and they were upset and sad, would you bend down to them and ask them what's wrong? Can you help? Talk to me. What can I do to help you? That's the process. It's not a magic thing. You have to do it bit by bit, and it's done over time. It's done day by day in these small actions that prove to your child. Now, you're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. You have to recognize them. You have to recognize the mistakes that we make because we do make mistakes. We're humans. We're not perfect. No one is. I'm going to do an episode on the growth mindset, probably a couple, maybe even a series on it because it's so critical, but this comes back to that, the growth mindset. If you're unfamiliar with that, the growth mindset is built around the entire premise that mistakes, challenges are a part of the growth process and that we're absolutely going to do them. We're going to make mistakes as long as we're learning and growing though and getting better. That is part of the process of growing. Making a mistake and learning from it is the growth process. So Expecting that we won't make mistakes is a mindset set up for failure. And so we have to realize that we will fall, we will drop the ball, we will forget, we will make mistakes. Because these are habits that have been built up over long periods of time. But it is possible to change. It is possible to make this difference and nurture ourselves in a way that allows us to heal this isolation, this aloneness, this depression, and become the parents that we never knew. And so I think the, what I would like to do is dive deeper into concepts and tools around actually parenting ourselves. This, is talking, this episode is talking at a high level of kind of what this even means and how you begin doing this. I would recommend reading Inner Bonding, Dr. Margaret Paul's book, because there is a lot of tools in there. But I think having an episode around the specific tools in there that we can use would be helpful too. But I'm telling you, this process doesn't need to be super formal. You You begin by recognizing and stepping, opening yourself to your inner child Realizing that your inner child is there waiting for you to be discovered and in that discovery is the source of all joy and our goodness, all the things that are creative, that is where our joy comes from. And because of that, it allows us to live a life that we didn't have before. And this change truly unlocks our potential for living. And this is what began for me the change to where I am today, to really connecting and living true to who I am and finding that fulfillment and meaning in a way that I didn't think was possible. And it's built around these principles of self-governance and internal order and internal strength, which allows us to navigate and operate in a world that is hell-bent on chaos and crisis. And That's the driving factor behind this show. Behind Order Within is to provide you with tools and awareness on ways that you can navigate a crazy world but still find strength and peace in yourself. There is so much magnificence to you that has not been unlocked and the world needs that. I'm selfishly doing this show because I know that the world needs us to be this version of ourselves We need to be the best version of ourselves. We need to have the ability to think clearly and move through the world in an authentic way regardless of who we're interacting with. That authenticity is the way out of this chaos and this mess that we find ourselves in. It's the only way. No one's coming to save us. Only we can save ourselves. And these are the tools and the awareness that we have to find to save ourselves. This is the way out of that chaos. This is the way out of that isolation within yourself, is beginning to nurture and love who you are as humans. And it's a dynamic, it's a dynamic relationship of adult and child. We are both the adult and the child. The adult, now I talked a lot about the inner child. The adult is another aspect too that I can talk about in another episode is what is a loving adult? What does a loving adult look like? Because we also have to learn that as well because we've learned that, oh, wow, I was actually a neglectful adult. I've been a neglectful parent to my inner child. I've been neglecting myself. So we often are not sure how to even take care of ourselves yet. And so we have to learn first that there is an inner child and that inner child needs to be nurtured. We then have to second learn how to be a loving parent. What does a loving parent entail? What does that mean and look like? And so those are the things that we have to learn and begin to work on first. And from there, we can expand our sense of self, our authenticity, and the depth with which we live. Joy is found in the depths. I'm I'm just very excited to be sharing these concepts and organizing these thoughts because it's something I've been thinking about for a very long time. And I've put a lot of time and effort in my life learning these things to try and uncover what it is that we need to be successful, healthy, authentic, happy human beings. Success by our own terms, not by the concepts of what's been shared with us in our society, driven around materialism. Those things do not create happiness. I have found that out. I know it. So many other people know it. So where does the true concept of happiness and authenticity come from? It comes from within us. And if we're out in the world pretending or trying to appear to be something we're only severing ourselves from ourselves, And that's that isolation. It's the isolation from ourselves. And if we're not nurturing who we are, if we're not loving ourselves from within, then we will feel isolated and disconnected in this world because it's a lonely, depressing place when you don't have that connection to who you are. And that child, that inner connection, is the bridge and link to the infinite cosmos, because the depth of the self and what we have available to us is insane. And it's just, this is just scratching the surface, but there's so much beyond what we see in our world that allows us to live a life of meaning and fulfillment if we take the time to uncover and connect with who we are and do the work. This is not easy. I can promise you that. Accept that now. Embrace that now. Know that this is a challenge you will have to face. It is an uphill battle, but you can absolutely achieve this level of connection and love for yourself that can transform your life. I know it's possible. I've seen it happen in other people. You just got to organize these tools and thinking to empower yourself to live the way that you wish to live. So, With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the episode here. I'm going to record a few other episodes. I'm really excited to be doing this. I hope, if anybody's listening, I hope you're enjoying it. And I hope you're learning and finding meaning and usefulness in this content. Because that's the whole purpose is to give you tools and empower you to hopefully be the best version of yourself that you can. Because the world needs you. The world needs us to be our best selves. We are in a crisis of identity and so many other crises in the world. And without our best versions of ourselves, our authentic selves, we won't get out of this. We won't be able to find the solutions that we need. So I know you can do this and you got this. I have confidence in you. I believe in you. I'm excited about this. I hope you are too. So with that being said, until next time. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.